Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. My name is Asan. And I'm Derek. Derek, what's up, man? We saw a movie this week. We did. Uh, uh, the culmination oh, of the franchise. What a movie. <laughs> yeah, what a, a culmination? A c- no, sir. Uh, it's not almost. done yet. It's not almost. done yet. Not done um, yet. Uh, so, uh, Fast 10 came out. The 10th Fast and Furious movie uh, came out this past uh it came out recently. I don't want to, let's not date the episode that way. We can put this <laughs> Evergreen, out later. If we Evergreen need to. episodes. <laughs> it came out at some point and we're reviewing it. Came it came out at some point in time. Yep. Um, Derek, what were you, what was your expectations like for this movie? Did the trailer get you excited? What were your thoughts coming in? Well, Asan, it's a late stage fast and the furious movie. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't really sure what I was going to get mm-hmm. except for a bunch of fast cars and some, and some, uh, intermittent scenes of act like between the action mm-hmm. but i just went in with an open mind and an open heart and uh boy was i rewarded mm-hmm. um it was I like also- a roller coaster <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'll give my thoughts about going in and then we'll get to it uh, how we felt about it i um going in i was kind of nervous um i didn't love the last movie mm-hmm. um f9 the fast saga <laughs> i think the the title of that movie alone kind of uh, perfectly it's encapsulates like what what's wrong with that movie. It's just there's just a lot happening. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, there, if you thought it couldn't get any more convoluted than uh, Fate of the Furious, you were wrong. <laughs> Which I think the way the titles go for these movies is like a perfect symbol, like symbology of like the problems with the franchise because it starts yeah. out. Fa- the Fast and the Furious. All right, too fast, cool. too furious. Okay, it's more, okay, it's cool, more funny. Cool, cool, all right, cool. cool. All right, Fast and Furious, uh, fast Tokyo, furious Tokyo, Tokyo Drift. Drift. It's like, oh, that feels like a departure. And then it's like, oh, yeah. then oh. it comes back for uh, the Fast and the Furious. You're like, okay, I like this. Okay, we're uh, back or to no, form. The fourth, the fourth one is called. Um, is that Fast and Furious, or is it called Fast know. and Furious Four? I'm going to. Look. I think it's called Fast and Furious. If I'm not fast mistaken, look that up for me. Uh, Furious Four. Let's see what that one's called. I'm gonna say I'm just looking them all up so we get a list. Okay. Here we go. Fast and the Furious. Too fast, too furious. Ooh. Then we also have Fast and the Furious Turbocharged, which is the short film that I talked about at one point on an episode <laughs> that like they filmed. It was it. Uh, Minka Kelly's in it, mm-hmm. and she helps uh, Paul criminal Paul Walker run from the police. And yes. apparently she knows he's a criminal, and she's fine with that because nice. he's hot. Yeah. Um, Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift. Then we have Fast and Furious. Right, Fast and then Furious. Then we have – yes. Then we have Fast Five. Fast Five. Then we have Fat – yep. Then we have Fast and Furious Six. Uh-huh. Furious Seven. So no Fast yeah, this time, yeah. just Furious. <laughs> furious Seven. Then Fate the of the Furious, so the another furious. departure from Fast. No Fast again, but we're back to Furious, so anger is a central point to these movies. <laughs> the titles are getting more and more ridiculous, though. Yep. yep. F8. Well, yes, they, I think they realized that. Yeah, I think they yeah, the Fate of the Furious. Then I think they realized they were getting ridiculous because then it's just F9. <laughs> F9 colon The Fast Saga. <laughs> what a title. Um, <laughs> these movies just keep giving that, and giving and giving. That title dude. Like, is nonsense. If you've never seen so any of those movies, you dude, would not understand what's going on at all. What are we watching tonight? <laughs> F9, The Fast Saga. Like, <laughs> what does are that you on mean? drugs? What are we doing? 
Like, that's like if Mission Impossible uh, Dead Reckoning was called, like, M- M7, The Dead Reckoning. You'd be like, what? Yes. <laughs> was this written by AI? Yeah, exactly. Sounds like a ChatGPT title. Hey, ChatGPT, <laughs> give me a title for the ninth Fast and the Furious movie. F9, The Fast Saga. That'll do. <laughs> Should we tighten it up? Nah, it's fine. Nah. Why would we why would we give this any second thought? Nah, if we leave now we can catch happy hour. Oh, perfect. Uh so the yeah, fast 10, fast X uh is uh what we saw. And yeah, yep. going into this movie, I was like, uh, I don't know. Um but uh I started to hear good things uh as some of the reviews were coming out about Jason Momoa's performance. Uh, and so I was like, okay, we'll see how this, and I'm just, I love these movies just as a concept. Like I love what they are. And so I'm going to see it regardless. Mm-hmm. And I got to say, man, I, this is one of my favorite of these oh, movies. Really? Yeah. I, if okay. I had to give a top five, it's probably, or top three, let's just say top three is for me is the fast five, the one in Brazil. Mm-hmm. Same. The, the first one as the second one. Mm-hmm. And then this is probably my my favorite. This is probably my third favorite. Really? I really like this movie. Um, oh, okay. And we'll get into why. But, um, sure. So, yeah, this movie is... Let's just give like a brief overview of what it is. Um, basically, uh, <laughs> uh, Jason Momoa plays the son of the villain of the fifth movie who um, was a crime boss in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil. Um, They steal his uh, uh, safe, which has his family fortune in it. And that's, that's that sequence from that movie, driving the safe around. And in that carnage, they kill the father and Jason Momoa, who was driving one of the cars, they knock him off the bridge and his father is killed. And he then turns to a life of crime and obsession with Dom Toretto and wants to get his revenge. And this movie is basically, he's not rich, but still rich somehow. Yeah, he's not rich, but definitely still rich. Keeps talking um, about they, how he stole all his money, but he's able to like just jet armies around and like, you know. Uh, yeah, he he's he steals um, Charlize uh, Theron's like uh, guys, like her like paramilitary group, and then that just means he has infinite resources now. But how he was able to kidnap their families, I don't know. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> He, he apparently is now a crime boss uh, in Rio or whatever, but has made it his life goal to, like, get his revenge on Dom Toretto and make him suffer. And he has this, like, very, 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 very convoluted plan of how to do that. And uh, <laughs> um, It is the most roundabout way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that's basically the thrust of the movie. And then, you know, the, the team is broken up into different groups and sent on Branded as quests. terrorists by, you know... Yes, his actions and they're yeah, hunted they're, yeah. internationally and Scott Eastwood's dead. Yeah. And so they're being chased by, you know, the agency, which is like deemed them all responsible for this terrorist act in Rome. And so they are uh, they're on the run, but at the same time trying to take down Jason Momoa and they're split off in different parts of the world, to, like on different fetch quests to try to make it happen. Um, and yeah, I so. <laughs> there's a couple things that really worked for me. Let's just start with Jason Momoa because I think that's the easy place to start. Yeah. I, in any other movie, I would have been very ex- exhausted by his performance. But I think 
And, and he's just being the Joker. That's what he's doing. Yeah. He's doing the it's Joker. His, no, literally, it's his version of the Joker. Yes, and I've, I'm sure that was the intent of the film, to do that and invoke that kind of thing. Um, it's very obvious. Yep. Um, but that being said, um, I think in a movie that would have featured... The good thing about this movie, in, to me, in the way that it's structured, and it might sound like a diss, but this movie, the, the diff, like... Everyone in this movie has such little screen time because they're bouncing back and forth between different locations so often mm-hmm. that like I think what that does though it has a it has a good effect I think on uh, the overall enjoyment of the movie because you never really stay in one place long enough to get bored which I think yeah. is very key for this movie. Well, and here's the thing I'm going to say <laughs> with I had a problem with the writing. Yeah. It was real bad in this one. Yeah. And that's why I'm glad we kept jumping around because I was 100%. like, if I had to stay in these scenes where they're having these long, drawn out, like really awful, awfully written conversations, I'm like, this 100%. doesn't work. But because the movie's just like here and there and bouncing back and look, check these people out. Oh, but we forgot them. Um, I will say, though, that I got tired of the title cards of the movie yelling at me. Oh, because like they were the so different big. locations. Yeah. yeah, for the different. Rome! It's just like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Naples, <laughs> but Jesus, Naples. <laughs> Where'd they go uh, for that? The dam. It was like, oh, Portugal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like. It's, like it's, it's almost like, but it leads in just a little bit. Like, there's a split second where your brain just goes, oh, I wonder where we are. And then the movie's like, Portugal. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. I kind of just like. It was like a breeze, and it was entertaining, and it was fun, and the emotional moments kind of hit for me. Um, oh, but yeah, Jason Momoa. Sorry, we, we were on Jason Momoa. Yeah, we were on Jason I Momoa. think he's great in this. I think so uh, much if, fun. If, if he had more screen time, I think it would have gotten old, but I think yeah. he's in it just enough. Um, and he's only in it to do what he's there to do. They don't ask him to do no. a much more outside of that, which is I think is His great for him. It's just pop in, annoy Dom, <laughs> and then leave. Yes, 100%. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. outside of his scene with Charlize Theron, he's just there to fuck, fuck with Dom and then leave. Like, and it's so funny because the way the film, the film is structured in the script, uh, like, he, he keeps saying over and over his ethos that he adopted from his father is – uh, never accept death as payment when suffering is owed, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. like, he makes it very clear, like, I'm not here to kill you yet, Dom. So, like, he, he pops in every once in a while, tortures Dom through this, like, crazy action sequence, and then he just kind of leaves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because it's not time for him to kill Dom yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it always is very funny because he's like, all right, well, he survived that one. All right, see you guys later. <laughs> but, like, my question is, and we'll get to it here, we'll get to it when... When we talk about the story, the giant yeah. bomb scene. Yeah. Did yeah. he know Dom was going to survive? Because that seemed like a big gamble. I think he's kind of like the Joker in the way that, like, sure, he would like to, you know, I I, I don't think he cares either way. I think he's like, mm. I would like die, Dom to die at the end of this. But if he ends up dying partway through, that's also fine. You know what I mean? I'm OK with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just call lunch early. Exactly. <laughs> um. So, yeah, I, I think he's – I mean, I like that they just, like, fully leaned into him being crazy and being the Joker. I love his genie outfits that he's wearing throughout this whole movie. Dude, his wardrobe was <laughs> out of control. Someone <laughs> someone literally – some person was just like, hmm, I wonder what Jason Momoa's style is. Looked at his Instagram and was like, oh, he's a gypsy. And then they just, yeah. like, drape you in, like <laughs> – Yep. The billowiest clothes you could find. The mo- like, the, the biggest genie pants ever. 
Yeah, he's literally lavender just genie dre- pants <laughs> with granny glasses, like, like glasses holders. That was yeah. like, and his hair up in a in a bun, like with a yes. uh, with a scrunchie. I was like, it all. The funny thing is, I follow Jason Momoa on Instagram, and it's almost mm-hmm. just the way he dresses at home. Yeah, like, 100%. I'm like, great. Like, the one thing I, I definitely thought when I watched him, I was like, he looks comfortable. Mm-hmm. Like, Always. everything, he's just, everything he's wearing, I'm like, that just looks comfortable. Yeah. I like that. Um, he, uh, All of his motorcycle stuff looked really good. I know he rides mm-hmm. bikes in real life, so, yeah. like, it all or, looked really good. Or if he doesn't, like, I know... If he doesn't, and they put him on a bike, they at least put him through some sort of like stunt course, yeah. you know, that he had. He done, looked, which yeah. I was like, that's cool. Yeah, he looks great on a bike. Um, yeah, I thought he was great, man. He he was um, he was formidable without being like. Uh, you know what's funny is like he's one of the more grounded. Even though his character is insane, he feels like one of the more grounded characters in this movie because he doesn't necessarily feel like a superhero the way the rest of them do. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like. <laughs> Like, but he's formidable enough to where, like, you buy him in, like, a fight scene and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah, I, I enjoyed him a lot. I think he brought a lot of, like, life. And he's basically doing all the humor in this movie for the most part. Yep. Um, it's and a John, pretty dour, John Cena gets some stuff, too. Pretty dour movie otherwise. Yeah. John Cena. Okay. We're going to talk about John Cena. <laughs> Let's go there. You want to start now? That we was can go the there. Best, that was the best part of the movie for me. Every time we were with the kid, the baby yeah. bee, and, like, Uncle Jake, <laughs> I was like, this is awesome. This is the yeah. movie I want to see. And, yeah. like, they kept leaving, and I was like, no, that's the best part. Like, that's your movie right there. Right. Like, There's Uncle essentially- Jake protecting baby bee from, like, all these guys. Yeah. Like, yeah, dude. So Rif- Riding around the five-point slow. Mm. It, <laughs> if I had to guess, so you know, Justin Lin um, parted ways from this movie, kind of like you know midway through the production over creative differences with Vin Diesel. Uh, basically, from what I've heard, Vin Diesel would just like show up to set and like want things changed in the script, uh, and mm. Justin Lin's like, "Well, we're trying to make a, mo- a movie here." <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and um. And then there were some things that Vin Diesel wanted added that Justin Lin was just like, I, if we add this, I just don't know how I'm going to like do this movie because it's just not in my vision for it. Right. If I had to guess, uh, one of those elements is probably the John Cena uh, stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it works for me, so I'm glad it's in the movie. But I could see why a director, if that wasn't part of your original vision, you'd be like... Well, no, why are we cutting to this movie all of a sudden? You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But within the palette of these movies where, like, like it works for me. It totally works for me yeah. as, like, a way to break up, like, a lot of the ultra-serious stuff that they're going through. I loved the John – like, the fact that John Cena just gets to be charismatic and fun now, uh, where in, like, the last movie he's kind of just, like, a heartless, soulless Terminator – yeah, um, I kind of like that. Like, the, you know, he's allowed to just be Uncle Jake, and yeah. uh, I like that. I like that a lot. It was great. I love that part. That's yeah, that the my kid's favorite great. Part. The kid's great. I was uh, so happy when he showed up too. Mm-hmm. Like when mm-hmm. the when those uh, when the cannon fodder agents are attacking Jordana Brewster in the yeah. house, <laughs> and I just you just see one of them fly, and then they you don't go back to that, and the camera goes to something else, and then all of a sudden right. John Cena comes up on the scene. Mm-hmm. I started. I will say this. This movie was – I laughed the entire time through this yeah. movie and not out of like, whoa, this is stupid. Mm-hmm. But just like the fact that they keep upping the ante and it's just like yeah. more, more. You know what I mean? It's like there's mm-hmm. like – it's not enough that Georgiana Brewster and the kid are just like hanging out at home. You know, it's like then we got to have agents. And then, you know, then how are they going to get to this? The John Cena. It's like, yes. Yeah, I loved all they the just John Cena constantly. stuff. It's I thought so it was much great. Fun. 
He's um, so much fun on screen. Let's since we're here with the kids and Georgiana Brewster and all that, let's talk sure. about Paul Walker for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, so within the reality of these movies, Paul Walker is at home with uh, he and Georgiana Brewster's kids. Right, that's right. like the conceit of the movie. That's why he's not with the team. He's right. like raising the kids. So <laughs> this uh, was distracting to me for two reasons. One. It was easier to ignore in the last movies because you weren't staring at Jordana Brewster all movie. Right. Uh, in this movie, it was really hard for me to buy it because it's like, okay, if everyone in the world is after Dom right now um, and he was going to leave his son behind, why would you not either A, send your son to go be with Paul Walker, or if you're going to send one of the parents uh, of the kids to stay with Dom's son, why wouldn't it be the, the trained like FBI guy, the you driver I mean? and FBI agent. Yeah. Why yeah. is it Jordana Brewster? Right. I had that same. Thought. Yeah. And so it doesn't and make also, sense. And also if you're Dominic and you're in trouble and you have to run to Rio de Janeiro, don't you think you would want Paul Walker to help you? Yes, exactly. Um, and so I obviously, just, I just obviously, picture him just at home yeah. eating, like eating a Snickers watching TV. While they're all like, saving the world. While they're all like, <laughs> explosions are happening and everybody's dying and like. Yeah. <laughs> and then also on kind of more of a meta level, why it, beca- it became distracting and also kind of funny to me uh, in a kind of like a, a dark way. But like, yes, the, Paul Walker is deceased in real life. Uh, in the movies, he's alive and he's just raising the kids and doesn't want to go on missions anymore. But, like, every time Paul Walker is referenced in the movie, it's played as if he is dead. So, yeah. like, they pause and have this super emotional moment yeah. with, like, Dom and his grandma and uh, the photos of uh, Paul Walker all over the walls. He looks over at Paul Walker's photo and then the, the theme. I'll see you again. Piano starts yeah. playing. But I'm like, he's not dead. <laughs> They had, like, a <laughs> memorial for him in the movie. It's just so weird because it's like, uh, where's where's uh, where's Paul Walker? Oh, he's watching the kids. Oh, man, how sad. And then they play the music. It's like, that's not do, sad, do, 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 do. Yeah. yeah. So it, it, they put themselves in, like, a weird spot where, like, they yeah. want to acknowledge the emotion of it every time. But it's like, he's not in the continuity of the movie. He's not. It's not emotional he's still alive. for them. Yeah, he's still there. You literally go drive and talk to him. Yeah, I think they're just in a holding pattern until they orig- until they inevitably bring a CGI Paul Walker into the movie. I think so too. I think that's coming. Uh, if uh, if not the next one, then whatever movie comes after that, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, they're, especially they're with some of the that. with some of the stuff that happened in this one, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let's uh, let's. Uh, so, what do you want to talk about next? Let's talk let's about see. um. Ludicrous. Let's talk about. I guess we can talk about it in teams. Let's talk about Ludicrous Tyrese and. Uh, Perfect. I was going to suggest um, the same thing. What's her name? Uh, uh, her name is it's not Cipher. Uh, Ramsey. Ramsey. Yeah. Yeah. What did you think of their fetch quest that they go on? They have to go to it London for some reason. Uh, yeah, it was fun. Uh, least favorite part of that was Pete Davidson. Uh, <laughs> yeah, of course. That ripped me right out of the movie, and I was yeah. just like, "Why? Yeah. Why? Like he wasn't even that funny." Yeah, no. He's just annoying. Mm-hmm. Like, I, yeah. I don't hate him. I just find him to be like utterly irritating. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You got to give something for teenage girls to go see, especially in a movie where everyone now in this cast is over forty. Like, you got you got to have someone in there for the teenagers. You know? Oh uh, yeah, whatever. Um, 
I'll put a YouTube star in there. Some bullshit. Like twenty-one-year-olds don't know who Ludacris is. You know. Yeah. Right. Um. <laughs> so true. They don't even know he did music. <laughs> That's so true. Like, who's this actor? He's not an actor. Yeah, you mean the guy from the Fast and the Furious movies? No! <laughs> That's only a secondary job. Yeah, exactly. He's we're a multi-hyphenate. Now, yeah, we're only now starting to take him kind of seriously as an actor. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, Pete Davidson was weird. But they do they have weird. to go to London for some reason, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. end up recruiting Jason Statham to the Which team. Which was great. That was a great scene. It's awesome. I love the dude that was just like zipped up in the bag the entire time. <laughs> yeah. Um, him and Han reunite for the first time in a while, and mm-hmm. that's an interesting because uh, Jason Statham assumes he's there for revenge. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah, that's a great scene of Jason Statham wanting to have a fight, and and Han's like, "I don't want to fight you." Um, that was a great scene. Um, what did you think about? Let's talk about the um, I guess some of the action set pieces. Or no, what was the other team? Did we have another team? We had. Oh. Charlize and uh, Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle Rodriguez. Mm-hmm. I thought that stuff was cool. I that thought was, they was ha- they have a good chemistry together. Yeah. Um, the Gal like- Gadot cameo at the end was great. That was crazy. Yeah, I can't believe that, that that's nuts. how they brought her back. Just a, they in a submarine breaking it? through the... Yeah, no, she just shows up with binoculars in her cute little outfit, looks at him and smiles her, tra- her trademark smile. It's like, okay. Yep. Uh, so that was cool. Um, what else? Brie Larson was fun. Brie Larson's fun. She's around playing um, Dr. Nobody's daughter. Uh, Mr. Nobody. Mr. Nobody. Excuse me. If it were Dr. Nobody, it'd be a James Bond movie. (laughs) Dr. Nobody is my father. Um, (laughs) uh, Yeah, apparently Kurt Russell just didn't want to do this movie. So he was like, I don't want to do it. And so they're like, well, we got to get someone to fill that role. So they got um, Brie Larson. You know Um, what they're going to do? What do you think? Bet you they're going to take some money from this. Set it aside. And the next movie, they're going to go to Kurt Russell because they're like, he's disappeared. You know, no one knows where he is. So they're keeping mm-hmm. the option open. And I bet you they're just going to keep dangling a bigger and bigger carrot until he just finally looks at the paycheck and goes, I, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I could totally. That's how that these happening. movies work, dude. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think. Yeah. And I think when there's uh, and that might be the best move for him to come back when there's a little bit more for him to do, too. Now sure. that he has a daughter, it could be cool to. Um, see them try to I could totally see in the next movie uh uh wait does Scott Eastwood doesn't die in this right I thought he did well, maybe he, I, I don't he think rolled he out of a car no he didn't die okay no, then why he didn't did die. he help them yeah that's weird he just didn't come back maybe he was just yeah. too hurt I don't know he never I, came back well at least like you could write it on a pad or like speak it to somebody and be like sure. hey <laughs> we need to like help them because he like does, that's right he rolls out of the car uh-huh and he like has a moment where he like looks up and like moves around, so he's like fine. Yeah, no, he's not dead. Um, so yeah, I could totally see in the but next. Why didn't movie. he help them? I have no idea. <laughs> Just be like, hey, they're not terrorists. It was this guy. Yeah. There you go. Um, I could totally see it being a thing next movie where like they are one of the teams that is, you know they have they have their own arc at, at trying to learn how to coexist. The three of them: Kurt Russell, Scott uh, Eastwood, and and Brie Larson. That could be really Brie Larson, fun. Yeah, that would they could not like each other. Like I think that could be great. Um. What else do who other what other characters did we have? Helen um, Mirren was great as Helen always. Helen Mirren's there. She's great as always. Um, she didn't have much to do, but she's no, awesome. No, she basically uh, Alan Richson. What do you think about what do you think about Alan Richson as the head of the agency? So I've never seen him before <clears throat> in anything. I know he plays Jack Reacher right now, right? Yeah. Uh yeah, he plays Jack Reacher right now. I watched it. It's good. 
Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. It's good. He does a good job. I. He's massive. Talk about this. That's a huge he is. Uh, I actually would like to see him as an alternate version of Captain America. That'd be cool. He would have been great as a um, uh, uh, U.S. agent as well. Oh, he would have been great as U.S. Yeah. agent. Yeah. He'd be a yeah. good Eddie Brock uh, if they were if they were good to yeah, do. Yeah, he'd be a great I mean? Eddie Brock. If they were yeah, he'd recap be a great Eddie Brock for Spider Man. Yeah, I think that'd be great. Um, Ooh. Um, Give him like long hair, mm-hmm. and he could be um. What's the one they're rumored to be? The bad guy in the Thunderbolts. Oh, the superhero uh, who's like the meth head, who started out as like a meth head and they get superpowers, and he also oh, had like really? he has that yeah yeah. Oh, I don't know. Um, I don't know this character. They find him like oh, my brain is screaming like at me though. right now. Oh, it's it's cool. Um, I'm saying here, keep talking and I'll look it up. Okay. Yeah, I thought he was good in this. Um, I think uh, like I like the double cross. Uh, I didn't see that coming because <laughs> I like that the movie acknowledged the trope that all the bad guys typically become good guys, and they're yeah. like, no, not every bad guy. <laughs> yeah, some people just hate dumb. Yeah, I like that, and I feel like Jason Momoa is going to go the same way. I don't think there's a redemption arc in store for in store for him. I mm-hmm. think he's going to just be a bad guy, and I, I mm-hmm. at least I hope he does. Um, because I, I think this franchise desperately needs like a, like real villains. Um, yeah, oh yeah, like it needs some good villains, and it needs a team of villains to make the team like sweat. Hundred percent, you know. Yeah, now yeah, so now they're rebuilding the team. I definitely think for the next movie, uh, uh, Shaw is gonna come back. Uh-huh. Uh, Luke Evans, uh, Deckard Shaw, not Deckard, but the other Owen Shaw. I mean, yeah, yeah I think they're gonna assemble a bad guy team basically. Yeah, because al- also sh- uh, like. Charlize is not necessarily a good guy yet either. No, like she she's hasn't not. turned either. She just no. was working with Michelle Rodriguez because it like was beneficial Benefits to her, her plan. Yeah, yeah, I don't think she's a good guy yet either. She just needed an extra set of hands to get out of there. Yeah, hundred percent. So I could see them building a bad guy team of like uh, Luke Evans and this new guy uh, Richson, uh, uh, Jason Momoa. Like I could see mm-hmm. that being a very formidable team um, to the team team. Ooh, the do you think Jason team. Statham? Do you think Luke Evans would would do you think Jason Statham would convince Luke Evans to turn to the good side, or do you think they're going to fight to the no, death? No, I think that's their, that's the fight scene that they're going to have. I think that, you know, they're all going to pair off. Momoa's, you know, Momoa and, and Dom and, you know, like, uh, they're all going to pair off into their little groups. And I think Luke Evans yeah. and, and, and Jason Statham will have a, a knockdown, drag out, good old-fashioned London brawl. Uh, I think That'd that'll be, be really cool. Um, um, by yeah. the way, the character I was thinking of was called The Sentry. The Sentry. Okay. So cool. he's a meth addict that broke into a lab to try oh. and find like grade drugs, and uh-huh. instead, what he did was he took a variation of the Super Soldier Serum. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and he's like one of the most powerful, leveled like superheroes in the MCU. Yeah, he'd be great at that. Um, how how tall is he? He's a large man. Yeah, he's a pretty uh, big dude. Let us take a look. Alan Richson height. I wonder, like, was he just, is he just yoked or was he like, what? He's he tall, a, dude. Did he used to be a bodybuilder? He was, oh, he's I'm only like, six foot two. Oh, it's not too bad. Um, it's not I too mean, bad, that's but that means that actor, everybody else on Reacher, not. on, yeah, but that's like, that means that everybody else on Jack Reacher is really short because it yeah, makes I'm him sure. look like he's six, five, like six, seven. Like, I'm sure they cast massive. it that way just, you know, on purpose. Oh, he! Oh, yeah. oh, that's where I know him from. What he was? Um, he was a uh, uh, Hawkman on Titans. Oh, 
Yeah, that's I was I knew he looked familiar. I'm like, where do I go know this guy from? He was he was the hawk on um uh Titans on HBO Max. I know um, him as Aquaman on Smallville. Oh, there you go. And see he's forty years old. He looks young for forty. He does look um, really young for forty. Yeah, I wonder oh he's in uh, oh okay. He was Raphael in the Ninja Turtles movie, the the Michael Bay Ninja Turtles. Ah ha ha. All right. That makes a lot of sense. He was in the Hunger yes. Games Catching Fire. Okay. Okay. He's okay. been in a few things. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. I like this guy. Let's see what else he, let's see he's, he's good. Got. I like him. He started his career modeling for Abercrombie and Fitch, which makes a lot of sense. No, duh. <laughs> yeah. Look at him. Yeah. He's gigantic and, and handsome. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, he was on Blue Mountain State. That makes a lot of sense as well. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see what else he's been doing. Uh, I want to see what if they have anything of him, what he's doing next. No, just uh, Jack Reacher seems to be the only thing on his Wikipedia. Um, oh, shoot. Oh, he did like the like the motion capture for uh, Beowulf in the... Uh, oh, in the, the mo-cap in the, movie the, that the came Roberts, out? The Robert Zemeckis movie, yeah. Oh, the one that came out like a long time ago? Yeah. He, was he did like the mocap the, for that? He was the model for it. They based the the look of the character uh-huh. and the the his physique on him. Well, okay then. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, all right. That other works or be. Uh, Let's see upcoming. Let's see what he's got coming up next. I like that. I like this guy. So. <laughs> this sounds fun. He's what? he's coming out. He's gonna be in a movie called The Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Oh yes, dude, this warfare. thing's gonna be awesome. I totally forgot to tell you about that, and we'll stray a little bit. But it's Guy Ritchie. And this was uh-huh. an actual thing that existed in World War II. This was the idea of what James Bond was born out of. Was oh. this? So it's like, yeah, so the British military recruits a small group of highly skilled soldiers to strike against Nazi forces behind enemy lines during World War II. So essentially, what they were. Um, yeah, the They're like Ministry the original of, Black Ops. Yeah, uh, the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Uh, Saruman, Christopher Lee. Uh-huh. He was a secret agent during World War II. Oh, shit. He was one of these agents. That's cool. Like, the story on Lord of the Rings, and I think I've told it before, was when um, uh, Wormtongue gets stabbed, mm-hmm. or when Wormtongue stabs Saruman. Mm-hmm. Um, they were doing it, and one of the stunt guys was like, yeah, this is how you use a knife and whatever. This is how you stab somebody. And Christopher Lee looks at him and he goes, that's actually not how you use a knife to stab somebody. And that's not what they do when you stab them. And he goes, oh, yeah. Mm. Like, and the guy not challenging, he goes, oh, how would you know? He goes, I was in World War Two. And that's all he gotcha. said. And then someone looked it up and they were like, oh, he's probably killed someone with a knife. Probably. Like, um, so this uh, I'm looking at the movie. Uh. The movie started filming in February, and mm-hmm. it's due out some point next year. Yeah, it's got. Do you know the cast? I'm looking. Yeah, there's a Alan Richson, yep. Henry Cavill, Terry uh-huh. Elwes, mm-hmm. uh, Isaac Gonzalez, uh, Henry Golding is in it. Alex Pettifer. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, Freddie Fox plays Ian Fleming, the cre- oh, the author awesome. of James Bond. That's cool. Till Schweiger from um, Band of Bro- uh, not Band of Brothers. Uh, uh, Inglorious Bastards. Nice. Um, yeah, dude, this is going to be great. And it's Guy Ritchie, so it's going to be, like, fun and jazzy and, like, 
yeah, I'm into this, dude. I'm, I want to see that movie a lot. Uh, I love that title. <laughs> the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare is hilarious. Um, great. It's so proper. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, this guy, he he's good. I want to see him in more stuff. He's great. Uh, and he's gigantic. Um, what else did we get from Fat? Okay, let's talk about some of the action set pieces, shall we? Let's do it. Uh, the big roller bomb in Rome. What'd you think? Um, went on for a little too long. Yeah, I agree. That was my only complaint. I agree. Um, it went on for just a little bit too long. It was a little too like, mm-hmm. I, I know you guys want to make a long movie, but you don't really need to like stretch it out here. Like, yeah, that, yeah, it, it, yeah, it was, yeah. I feel like that sequence was probably three or four or five minutes too long. Yeah. Um, but I thought it was good. Um, it thought it was clever. Um, it was well you know. filmed. Like it was well choreographed. Yeah. It just, yeah. you know what I mean? I had no complaints about it other than uh-huh. the fact that I was like, it's just a, just a teensy bit, you know? Yeah. But I thought yeah, the, everything was good. Yeah. I thought the motorcycle chase aspect of it mm-hmm. was really good. Um, I loved what her if, little, uh, I loved her little hop over the oh, rail. Oh yeah, that was great. I was like, that was, that was cool. Yeah, that was great. Again, um, I, I just laughed. This movie was like a roller coaster for me. I just laughed the entire time. I had such a good time. Yeah. No, I, I thought it was great, too. Uh, I, I thought it was so much fun. I thought that was cool that they were just like, yeah, let's have some fun with this movie. Like, mm-hmm. sometimes these movies can dip into being pretty self-serious. And so I, I like that they were like, let's just have a little bit well, of fun. They're also like, we need to get it cranking up so that, like, the next two are, like, amazing. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Totally. Um, but no, uh, the yeah, the chase down was great. Um, I loved, I loved the fact that like Roman was all was driving the gold Lamborghini, and he was yeah. all like, "Yeah, this is what's gonna make it. This is what's gonna make it." But it turns out like Han has the best car for that environment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and was the gold car just to blind the drivers of that truck? Yeah, was I think that- so. <laughs> That's insane. You gotta love these movies, man. Yeah, you do. You gotta love them. What'd you think about John Cena and uh, the little little Brian in the car, the like the cannon car? Cannon car was awesome. Yeah, I thought that was great. Cannon car was great. Uh, the glider out of the airplane was great. I you loved his like. I'm really glad it wasn't the height. <laughs> they're really casual. They're really casual about murder now in these movies. Way casual. Like. To the point where John Cena's like, no, you pull the trigger to the little kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Kill these men. Yeah. Take a life, kid. Like, the kid shoots, like, fires a cannon, the car blows up, and then they're like, yeah, all right. Like, what? Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, they're very casual about murdering people in these movies oh, now. That's why, Pretty like, crazy. I'm just, that's kind of why I'm getting tired of, like, PG-13 movies. Mm-hmm. Like, what going, you know, about the Marvel movies. It's just like... Mm-hmm. I just need to see some actual casualties. Like, just show me what it would be actually be like if this happened, please. Well, that's what was crazy about, like, going back and, and we've been re-watching the old movies. Uh, the first movie, second movie. When people died in those movies, it was extremely rare and it, like, meant something. Like, oh, in Fast and the Furious? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, it meant something when characters died because not a lot of people died in these movies. Now it's like henchmen are dying by the dozens in this Dozen. movie. Dozens. <laughs> There's explosions that killed, like, how many people do you think that bomb killed in Rome? When it blew well, up by the news the report in the movie, like, nobody died, but come on, man. 
Oh, is that what they said? They said it in a news clipping afterwards. Like, you luckily nobody was s- killed. Yeah, oh right. Oh, my God. There is no way. There's no way that explosion was that big and no one died in people that movie. People die when it's oh too my. hot outside, yeah, let seriously. alone a bomb yeah. going people off. People die falling down the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> let alone a that what looked like a two-ton mega bomb. <laughs> Rolling yeah. through Rome, exploding <laughs> crazy, right next to people at the Vatican. Like, no, people died. I'm sorry. Dude, remember that sequence? You know who else died? Okay, well, then explain to me. What happened to the cops that are engulfed in the, in the, like, the, in the fire that oh, Dom had to outrun they're, for some? They're dead. They're, they're dead, for sure. Oh, but no one died. Dude, my favorite part of this movie, I think, was when uh, it's during the rollerball chase. And uh, Dom's like, Dom sees the ball is about to run over a gas pump. And he's like... Oh, that pump's gonna blow. And and on the other side yeah. of the street is like people sitting at a cafe on the sidewalk. Yeah. And so as the ball runs over the gas can and explodes, he like pops his car up on the side and yes. like shields people the from the <laughs> It took me a second because I was like, why is he gonna try and run over these people? Yeah, and look, he just like veers at it the people. Like You're like, what's happening? These people with his car. And he somehow tips the car on the side, and it, like, shields the, the people from the fire on two on wheels. On the side, and you shield... Oh, my God. Dude, I was like, yes, this is this what... This movie is so good. <laughs> oh, that... Yeah. And then there's a scene later where he's chasing... Uh, uh, I think he's chasing Jason Momoa's car, or somebody's car, and he, like, attaches his car with, like, a grappling hook to something, like, a, another... Like, a... Uh, is it the bomb or he attaches it to something and he like swings it like a like a mace <laughs> like but with his car oh no that wasn't that the uh that was the opening sequence with the safe where he was pulling it on his own somehow a single oh, yeah, dodge charger is able own. to pull in yeah, a yeah. giant safe full of money that they ripped yeah and he was swinging it around like a mace yeah. like swinging yeah. it around in front of the car and shit <laughs> oh man you gotta love these movies oh, uh, these let's movies. talk about john cena's death apparent his apparent quick death, and callous yeah i don't think he's dead yeah, I mean, no one's truly dead in these movies. I, to be fair, though, I was a little like, oh. Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it I was shocked. I was um, like, the, whoa. Yeah, the only reason why I was like, uh, why I think like it could be an actual death is because maybe contractually he's not in, Does maybe his contract for these movies is up. Mm-hmm, and yeah. he's, you know, you don't really, unless you really need a John Cena, like, it probably is not very cost efficient to have him and the rock in these movies. No. Um, no. and so I would have, and then, you know, spoiler alert, uh, for our later conversation, but the rock yeah. shows up in a post credit sequence, which I uh, thought they were just going to do a phone call to Hobbs. But then when he pulled the mask off, I was like, Oh, I guess the beef is over. Yeah. Or they both paid them or enough money they to where they're way, fine. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say they probably found a way, especially with how they filmed these movies now. where like, I don't think any of these people were ever all on set together at, the, at one time. <laughs> Uh, so if they you can were film it, in the yeah. beginning when they filmed in L.A. because everybody lives in L.A. Right. But after that, no one was no <laughs> yeah. one was on set together. Yeah, everybody worked on this movie for like three weeks. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Which is a great gig. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How many millions of dollars for three weeks of work? Yeah. So I think uh, I could see it being a final death, uh, especially with The Rock coming back, because you don't really need both of them. And they're yeah, you both don't need two very big punchy expensive. guys. Yes, yes, 100%. So I could see that being a thing where John Cena is kind of getting out of the way for The Rock to come back. Um, but yeah, his scene where he sacrifices himself seemed a little bit contrived. 
mainly because like the cannons point we, down. The Why cannons would they point do down. That? Why would they ever need to do that? Um, that's first. And like, does you being upside down make the cannons explode more? Like, can't you just drive into them head on? Like, why do you need to? Why can't you just? If it's working, why don't you just keep shooting them? <laughs> and also, we've seen Dom Toretto survive much worse than being chased by six cars with guys in them. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> why did he need to sacrifice himself for that? Just no. Just get out of there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was weird. It, so anyway, it was a weird. It was a weird thing. It was weird. Um, it seemed like a. It, the only reason why it doesn't seem like a last minute change is because there were clearly like stunts involved that they had to rehearse for and mm-hmm. do all that kind of stuff. But it's just like it seemed like such a weird thing. It seemed like a last minute decision. Like it. Felt, oh, I guess we got to kill John Cena now. Yeah, like it felt like <laughs> oh, someone in the movie has to die. Yeah. You know. Yes. Yeah, it was weird. I, I get why, like money wise and kind of business wise, why it would be John Cena, but like because because honestly, you don't really need that character anymore because he doesn't. Yeah. Aside from being the villain, he served his purpose. He needed to be the villain in the ninth movie. And, you know, he everyone likes John Cena, so you wanted to see him turn good. But there's really nothing left for him to do in these movies. You know what I mean? Right. right. He's not really a member of the team. And it's like, what it, you know, who does he square off against on the team? They already have The Rock coming back. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, I although I am looking forward to The Rock versus Alan Richson, I think that's going to be great. <laughs> That's going to be awesome. Yeah, because you know that's the fight that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. The two biggest dudes on set yeah, going 100%. to, like, sorry, Vin Diesel, but, like, no. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait to see their fighting. Oh, their gonna fight's going to be – because they're both super physical. Like, they like mm-hmm. to do that kind of stuff. So I bet mm-hmm. you they're going to start riffing while they do it. It's going to yeah. be great. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Um, it's like how uh, Keanu Reeves was talking about how when he was fighting Donnie Yen or any of the other professional people that have been doing it for a long time, like he, yeah. you know, like they've been professional stunt fighters for a long time. When he's talking about John Wick Four, he was like, it was such a pleasure to fight them because they take care of you while they fight and they're constantly improvising and like they'll, mm-hmm. you know, they'll drink something and be like, hey, we should try this. He's like, and it goes so much better than what you think, and everybody's happy. He's like, it's just so. I'm like, that's gonna be Alan Richson and. The Rock, when they get together, it'd be like, so if I punch you, it'll be like, I'll punch you, and then yeah, then I'll do this. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, dude, I, I'm looking forward to that. Um, what other sequences? Um, oh, the sequence where um, Dom is um, has to out, at, at the end, where Dom has to outrun the explosion on the on the dam in Portugal. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was great. I thought Laughed it was really cool. I yeah, definitely time. laughed out loud. Like, this oh, is insane. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> Yeah, we're just driving down that dam. Um, and then uh, yeah, and then him and the kid are at the base of the dam, and there's oh, we forgot the uh, the team dies in an apparent ex- uh explosion, a plane crash. Oh yeah, yeah. So uh, that's how Alan happens... Richson is revealed to be evil. Right. All this happens like John Cena dying, uh, the the explosion on the dam, and the team getting shot out of the sky all happens like within. 10 minutes and it's minutes. like the it's final like the 10, last minutes, 10 of the minutes of the movie <laughs> and i was like i that's when i really truthfully when john cena died i was like wow it's been it's been kind of a long time like i think yeah. the movie might be wrapping up this is how are they gonna wrap up all these storylines and then oh they're not they, and then they didn't and i was like oh <laughs> yeah yeah it, i love it how def- the movie even screams at you at the end next movie yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, it definitely is a part one of who knows how many parts. Well, uh, they said they, a trilogy. 
They said a trilogy, so yeah. But that's um, the that was the news that we read a couple of weeks ago is that it was going to be a final trilogy. Yeah, and it is a true cliffhanger ending where we don't know. Well, well Dom and his son survive the damn thing. We see that. Um, well, Jason Momoa is still at large. Do they? Oh uh, well, they survived the, the crash. Into oh the yeah, water. but like yeah. then they're put into at the base of the dam, and there's a bunch of bombs on the dam. Like right. So, so yes, they're they not have survived the okay. crash, but the 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 dam is about to explode from what and we they can have tell. no wheels no wheels no cars what are they gonna They're, do the ultimate vulnerable state for dom toretto <laughs> oh god his <laughs> ultimate kryptonite he can't get to a car he's up the creek without not without a paddle without a car <laughs> um uh and then the team they're on a plane coming to pick dom up uh but they're shot out of the sky by an rpg and that is revealed to be shot by uh the ames the new guy played by alan richardson uh he reveals that he's bad uh, and then they do a and flashback. He's, he's been working with uh, Jason Momoa the entire time since the events of Fast Five. So, um, yeah. Credits. Oh, and then in the post credit sequence, um, Dwayne The Rock yeah. Johnson is breaking into – He's doing like a raid. On, yeah, Hobbs is doing a raid on one of Momoa's properties, and he finds a, vi- a very Saw-like uh, phone yeah. left for him with a bunch of TV <laughs> yeah. screens. And it's like basically like, hey, I'm coming for you too because you pulled the trigger and killed my dad. Uh, so Hobbs has now been roped into this, and that's the setup for the next movie, basically. I love it. Um, oh, what was the moment where – was it Dom that walked into that empty room and uh, just pushed that button and then those screens and stuff? Yeah. Like when I, I had a thought. I'm like, what if Jason Momoa just put a bomb on the end of that? But like knowing that Dom just likes to push random buttons, what if – like there was no note. There boom. was no nothing. He just walks in and goes click and be like boom, end, end movie. Yeah. Oh, um, Dan, uh, Daniela Melchior is in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Ratcatcher Two, um, yep. from uh, Suicide Squad, is in this movie playing the sister. And it took me a while to figure out who the woman was. Yeah. But she yeah. she plays the sister of Dom's ex, like Dom's ex, basically the girl yeah. he had a kid with. Yeah. Um. So. I didn't know who that was at first when they showed the pictures. I'm like, who is that? I, I didn't either. I was like, who I was is this like, person? Who is this woman? But yeah, that's the mother of Dom's kid who is not Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle Rodriguez is sort of the adoptive mother, not the biological mother of the kid. So yeah, she's the sister. She lives in Brazil. She ha- is now part of the family, um, another movie star that they've added to this you list. You know there. that because Vin Diesel looked in her direction and said family at her during <laughs> yeah, a, a exactly. couple of lines. Yeah, exactly. Um, I know there was talks about doing a a a spinoff, not a spinoff, but like basically like a side movie uh, with the all female cast that they've mm-hmm. set up. So we'll see if that comes to fruition. Oh yeah, uh, saw that news uh, just before we started recording. Michelle Rodriguez has announced that she's not interested in a fast in a Fast and Furious spinoff. Gotcha. Okay. Well, there you go. So, um, and go. I doubt that they would do it without her because it doesn't really make Probably sense. Probably wouldn't do it. So that means it's dead in the water. Yeah. Um, um, unless they're like. We'll give you twenty million dollars. Well, I have a theory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Again, 30, just keep making dollars? the just keep making the carrot bigger until the answer is yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, I have a theory. Mm-hmm. My theory is that if the team is dead, mm-hmm. what they're going to do is they're going to use this trilogy for. Dominic Toretto to set up the next generation of the Fast and the Furious. Oh, do you really, do you really think 
And and I don't know, maybe. But do you think like that's the way they would kill the team? So know. unceremoniously? <laughs> it would leave a big impact. That's true. That is very true. It would leave a giant impact. Because there's... Uh, look. Because it was so callously done. It was so callously done that honestly, like, I don't think that they're dead. Obviously, they're going to come back and be like, one last ride, vroom, vroom. And like that, everybody will be like, yay. And then they'll be fine, right? Like, obviously, they're not dead. But if you really wanted to do something different with it, you could just kill them off and then use the next two movies to set up the next gang the heist gang of the fast and the furious crew mm-hmm. yeah leave dominic toretto in it either he walks away or he's like i'll be running missions for you family mm-hmm. you know yeah i wonder yeah i'm really curious as to what the story is going to be for the next one if it's just going to like pick up right and just basically continue and just be the movie again for another <laughs> another two I and a half hours i think it um, might could yeah it could be that um I think if they do a third one, like if it's really a trilogy and there's two more of these coming, I think this story wraps up in the second movie. And I think there, it, if if I had to bet, they probably do a time jump for that third movie. Okay. And it's like a handing of the baton movie to the younger crew. To little like B. Where, where Dom's son is like now a teenager. Yeah, Because uh, they kind of accelerated like, his like, age. You know yeah, they mean? did. So they could either do it where he's like a teenager or he's uh, like in his early 20s. Yeah, they could do that for sure. Like I could see them doing like a maybe like a like a 10 year time jump or something like that. Something yeah. to where like you can age up the actors without having to do too much makeup where you can. Right, Because right. Dom's bald, so it doesn't matter. But like the other actors, you can add some grays and stuff like that. <laughs> I could see them doing a time jump where like now Dom's kid is like. 19 or something like that. I could see them doing that um, for yeah. the third and final movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I could see them doing that for sure. Um, and then you could, hmm. I do. Th- so if they do three movies, right. Do you think we get CGI Paul Walker in this next movie or the third one or both? Now here's my question. Okay. When you say CGI Paul Walker, are we talking full CGI'd Paul Walker, or are we talking one of his brothers with just Paul Walker face? Either or. I, I mean, just in the capacity that, like, I think at some point we're going to get, like, a full Paul Walker performance that's not, like, similar to the way they did the, the, the what's the, Mon, not Mon Mothma, the, the character from uh, Star Wars that died, and they brought him back in the yeah, movie. Yeah, Peter Cushing. Yeah, well, I can't Rogue remember his, character, his character's name. Yeah, yeah that I was think, an actor with a CGI face. I think they're going to... I'm asking... Oh, I'm I don't asking, know which... Do you think which, they'll do, you think oh, they'll do a full, like, Paul Walker CGI rendering? Oh, which probably Which would not. be like... Okay, because I was <laughs> like, that's not. never... Like, as far as I know, <laughs> no. like, that... Mm, I don't know if that's ever That's way harder. With, like, no, I think... Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I was at. That's that's why I was oh, asking. Oh no, 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 my no. Thing, my answer was going to change depending on what you thought, what you were asking. Oh no, no. If it's I think full they're going to do proper CGI that. rendering. Obviously, no. My answer would be no. We're not going to see that because the technology is <laughs> not there. But if yeah. you're talking brother stand-in face, Paul Walker face, then absolutely. Yeah. The fact I, that they haven't done it yet surprises me. Yeah, I think they're just waiting for the technology to be as flawless as possible because there for is sure. a tightrope you have to walk, walk if you're going to have him actually be in the movie. Like yeah. him him smiling at Vin Diesel before he drives off in the sunset, that's fine. It can look a little, you know what yeah. I mean, it's fine. But if he's going to be in the movie, it cannot be distracting because if it's not good, it will be a like like a, it will be like 
disrespectful. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, like it has to be good. <laughs> yeah. Um. So I think that's what they're waiting for. I think they're waiting for the tech, the deep fake technology. Because I think if they're gonna do it, they'll probably do it in the way that they did the um the Luke Skywalker, where they have a body double. Yeah. Uh, who looks like him and they have his brothers and then they'll use like a like deep fakes based on all of his performances and stuff like that to do the face mm-hmm. um and i think the technology is almost there because the luke skywalker looks pretty good but it's still you could tell it was kind of limited and they were doing that yeah. like two or three years ago yeah so in two or three years from now i think it probably will look pretty good mm-hmm. um so i think he could come back potentially in this next movie it may not even it may be the third movie though um just you know because i could tell i could i can imagine them wanting to be very 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 careful about it and like you know what i mean at least i hope (laughs) i don't want them to be haphazard about it at all no no no. No, you have to do this with reverence this is this is a fan favorite actor who is tragic who tragically passed away but just imagine like so say the movies go how we just pitched right where the second one they, they wrap up this story and in the third movie, it's kind of like a time jump, and it's like, all right, now we have to go on a mission where we're handing the baton to the new team. And imagine, uh, imagine, you know, Vin, Vin Diesel being like, you know, you know, if I'm going to train you guys, I got to train you right, and I can't do that alone. And then CGI Paul mm-hmm. Walker walks in, like, just imagine the emotion of that moment. Like, it's going to be crazy. <laughs> and again, the piano. Yeah, yeah. It's like, why is it sad? He's right here. <laughs> <laughs> He's still alive. He's been the entire time. Yeah. I could totally see that being a really, really, really heartfelt moment where he walks in and like, you're like, I think that's going to be an important moment in, in cinema mm-hmm. history. Where like, yeah, you're really, cause I mean, shoot, I'm thinking, I'm now even thinking back to the Carrie Fisher stuff that they were able to pull off. Yeah. In Star Wars. It, the the technology is almost there, man. It's close. Um, it's scary. It's very close. Yeah. It is very scary. Um, what is this going to mean for the future? Of I, actors and their that's likenesses? why I'm terrified, Asan. That's why I'm terrified most days. Yeah. Um, um, that's why I'm glad I'm part of a generation that not everything I've done has been logged on the internet. True. Very true. You know? 100%. Yeah. Um, but, like, it's. I'm yeah. interested to see what this ends up. Because if you think about what this could potentially mean for, like, like just entertainment in general, like, Imagine if you can do a fully any celebrity that there's a significant enough footage of, you could like recreate them in CG. Like imagine putting together like a CG like music legends show in Vegas, where it's like you know what I mean, like an immersive. There is a show CGI in Vegas show, in Branson you know I mean? called Legends, but it's music performer impersonators, and right. uh, they don't always get it right. Yeah, well, you know what Looks always wise. gets it right. The algorithm. <laughs> the algorithm. Yes, the all important algorithm. No, I was thinking about that, like. Like, what does this mean for society? Like, you know, because, like, one of the things that would be cool, one of the ways you could do it is before Mark Hamill dies, if you wanted to do, like, a Luke Skywalker movie, like, yeah. you could do that. Think you know? about th- think about this, Derek. I watched a uh, – this is crazy. I'm just now thinking about the possibilities of this. Sure. This is going to be nuts. Um, I just watched that uh, – uh, I watched it behind – I went on a tear the other day because I realized Disney Plus has a lot of, like, making of – uh, featurettes on there something okay, i yeah. really miss about um buying dvds oh, i um, missed that too man there was a behind this there's a behind the scenes featurette for the mandalorian where they're like really talking about how the volume works and all that uh-huh. so what i didn't know about the volume is uh, i thought it was just like uh you know where uh 
in gravity where to make that in order to light that they like basically had led screens and they projected like real images of space and like they used mm-hmm. the screens to light the actors right right the volume apparently is like an evolution of that where but not now you're not only using the background to light but you're actually shooting the background and the background images like the plates that are in the screens are configured with using are rendered use, using a video game engine in a way that tracks with your camera. So like if you're if you're filming like your actors on a set and and the volume is behind them and you move the camera forward or backwards or pan it to the left, the background moves with you so that the perspective in on screen matches where the camera is moving. What? That's why the stuff on Mandalorian looks so good because like when they zoom the camera in, the background like adjusts accordingly so it looks like you're zooming into 3D space beyond the screen. It's crazy. So imagine this, dude. Whoa. Imagine, imagine you have a scene and whatever you can put whatever images you want on the screen. You you know your your visual effects team is building all these digital locations and stuff like that. And so when they're on the screen, they function as real 3D locations uh, because the camera can move throughout them. Your actors obviously can't like they can't just walk to the screen, but like your camera moves right. and so like it feels like they're in that space. Imagine if, if they do the CGI Paul Walker thing. You could have your fully rendered, like you could capture the Paul Walker double performance and render in the Paul Walker deepfake on top of it, and then have your actors perform with CGI Paul Walker on the volume. Like you could do that. Oh my like, God. and that's insane to me. <laughs> that's so crazy. Like you can actually act with like a fully, and there was a lot of that in The Mandalorian, especially like with droids um with like the jawas like when the jawas were doing like stuff that like was more physical than just kind of walking around they would be cgi plates in the background on the screen of of the the um the volume and the actors would be interacting and stuff with them um but all of their like the performance and stuff was like pre-rendered um so i you could definitely do that with with like a a paul walker's uh performance i think that would be is you could actually like they could actually be looking at him and not talking to him because he can't like he can't hear what they're saying and talk back, right. but like they can have a scene with him, like a pre-rendered scene, you know? Yeah. I think that would be crazy. That would be nuts. Yeah. So I don't know. I was just thinking about that right now, but you should it's watch both uh, fascinating and terrifying to see where yes, technology is going yes, is. these days. That, um, that Disney plus series is called um, the Disney gallery and they do a bu- gallery, with a bunch yeah. of their different shows. They do like behind the scenes featurettes. Okay. I, th- I think I've it's seen cool. it. Yeah. It's been yeah. recommended to me before. I will have to watch that. Cool. Um, cool. yeah, I liked this movie a lot. Um, I thought it, it was fun. Um, the action scenes were good. It wasn't, it, it had a bunch of like silliness in it, but it wasn't, no one went to space in this. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> like this was a little bit it more was contained grounded. silliness. Yeah. A hundred percent. There was some restraint used and I, I appreciated that. Um, but yeah, I, I liked it a lot. Um, do you have anything else on the movie before we get out of here? I'm just excited to see where it goes. Me too. Me too, man. Because it end, it just ends, and I was like, it just "Oh, ends. yeah, okay." Yeah. <laughs> uh, the boldness of being like, "We know we're making another one of these," is is yeah, pretty funny to me too. Yeah, it is. It's um, just like a, you know, there's another one coming. Yeah, and apparently the movie's already doing huge numbers overseas, so we'll, oh, they'll they'll be fine. Uh, of course it is. Although I think it would be funny if something really bad happened and they weren't able to make any more Fast and the Furious movies. <laughs> and it just and this ends is just like the that. last one. So it's the whole franchise, just all ten movies, just ends on a cliffhanger. I think uh, Vin Diesel would have like a nervous breakdown if that happened. His life like is these movies now. 
he thinks he is Dom Toretto. It's very funny. Hundred percent. Like, um, yeah. Hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, you got anything else? Um, no, man. I'm all good. Cool. Me too. Um, uh, people can find you online. You can find me online. You can find me online at Asan the DJ. You can find episodes of this podcast and more at Weekly Regular. Um, Derek, thanks again so much for joining me to review Fast and Furious 10. And we will see y'all next week.